What are our running back and quarterback rankings looking like for week one? It's time to break it down right here and right now as we begin another edition of Locked On Fantasy Football. You are Locked On Fantasy, your daily NFL fantasy podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Greetings, everyone, and welcome to another edition of the Locked On Fantasy Football Podcast. As usual, I'm your host, Vinny Ironman. I'm not doing this. I'm writing about NFL and fantasy football for SportingNews.com. I'm one of your co-hosts here. Hey, hey, I'm Michelle Majuk, researcher for NFL Network and fantasy analyst at NFL.com. We are both wearing red today, and yeah. I'm I'm sporting my Zach Moss sweatshirt in hopes that we get some good news about his injury today. Yeah, so it's a red rankings day here for you. So we're getting into the red. We want to get into the black as well and get some guys that are going to put us over the top in our fantasy football leagues. Uh, before we do that, i got to tell you that this episode of Locked On Fantasy Football is brought to you by Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, use the promo code Locked On NFL for $20 off your first purchase. Their last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. Now, Michelle. It's exciting. We're going to dive in here to our running back and quarterback rankings. We'll get there. Thanks for making Locked On Fantasy Football your first listen. We're your destination to become the smartest fantasy football player in the league, part of Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day, your fantasy football team every day. All right, Michelle, let's dive right into our running back rankings. I'll let you reveal where we're looking at the top tier of guys this week, uh, and we have a little bit of difference of opinion. Yeah, so like right at the top, we're pretty normal, right? There's not much to discuss about these guys. You're playing them. You draft them high. That's Christian McCaffrey and Nick Chubb and Bijan Robinson, Tony Pollard, Derek Henry. Um, and then that's where we start to differ just a little bit, but we're still saying that Joe Mixon and Josh Jacobs um, are good plays this week and Saquon Barkley. So not too much to get into with those top guys. But I think where we really start to differ is – with Ramondre Stevenson. So you have yeah. him as your running back 11. I have him all the way down at running back 19, and I kind of want him lower than that, but I understand he has upside in any given week. Uh, so why do you feel so confident about him against the Eagles to have him ranked as a top 12 guy this week? Well, I think the Eagles' uh, run defense is pretty good. We know that, but they did lose Javon Hargrave, and they're not the same type of defense. They lost a few guys up the middle here. So that's part of it, but I also know that Ramondre Stevenson is the lifeblood of the Patriots' offense at this point. They're not going to have a lot of success throwing the ball at all with Juju Smith-Schuster going to see some tough corners there. So they're going to have to run a ton in this game and give him the ball. And Ezekiel Elliott's going to be involved. It's a familiar game for him. Of course, he had a lot of battles with the Eagles uh, playing for the Cowboys in the NFC East. But I think it's just a volume-based play. And a lot of these guys early in the season, I am – ranking based on their volume and trust that they're going to get the ball enough here for me to do that. And I think Ramondre Stevenson, I think is a 15 touch guy this week and the blocking is good enough for the Patriots. So a lot of early in the season is a feeling out period for me, Michelle. I don't want to get too crazy and rank guys that we've drafted kind of in that same spot at our running back spot. And uh, we want to just play them and see what we get. And this is why you drafted Stevenson to battle through some tough matchups like this as an RB one for some of you that uh, had uh, targeted tight end or quarterback or wide receiver early. 
Yeah. If you drafted Stevenson, you're playing him. And I, I still have him ranked as running back 19. So I'm saying he's an okay running back two type of play. I'm just not thrilled about him this week. We both agree that Aaron Jones is pretty much a must play. You have him at RB nine. I have him at RB 13. Uh, But then we, we differ again here because my boy, Alexander Madison, just drink every time you hear me bring up his name. I, I have him as RB 12 and I think I have him a bit lower than I normally will because of the Buccaneers is not the best matchup ever, right? It's not, it's not a great one for running backs, but you buried him all the way down at running back 25. Why are you so nervous about Madison and his workload in week one? Well, I just think this is going to be a passing affair for the Vikings. They're going to realize right away that it's really hard to run the buck still, uh, despite losing some guys up front. This is still a nasty defense to run on. So Alexander Madison's a power runner that they need to get going downhill. So I just think it's the matchup based here. And I'm not exactly sure that the volume will make up for it, especially from the way of the passing game and getting enough uh, catches there for Madison. I think this is going to be a downfield passing type affair here with Jordan Addison and uh, TJ Hawkinson getting involved behind Justin Jefferson. So that's why I'm a little lower. Again, I'm not a hundred percent sure on his volume. I don't like the matchup at all this week. And that's why in relation, I have a JK Dobbins, right? Way high on the rankings at 14 because that matchup is pristine here against the Texans who were terrible against the run last year. I also have uh, Kenneth Walker. We're not certain about his uh, competition here. Zach Charbonnet quite yet. The Rams are pretty terrible. The Rams on the other side are going to have to lean on Cam Akers quite a bit. So these are some of the guys that I have ranked ahead of Madison. A little bit better matchups, a little bit more trustworthy in terms of the touches, at least out of the gate based on how much their team is going to run and hand the ball to the running back in week one. Yeah, I think we're definitely both high on J.K. Dobbins and Cam Akers this week, and we're saying they're good starts. Um, With J.K. Dobbins, it really just has to come down to the matchup because neither of us were super high on J.K. Dobbins for the season, but Texans allowed the most fantasy points to running backs by far last year. Their rush defense was just so incredibly bad. I expect this to be a blowout for the Ravens, which means there's going to be a lot of scoring opportunities, a lot of run opportunities. And then with Cam Akers, so much of that comes down to if Cooper Cup misses this game, they're going to have to lean on the run game. And he just ended this season so well last year, averaging 120 scrimmage yards, almost 20 fantasy points per game, led the NFL in scrimmage yards over the last four weeks of the season. So I think Cam Akers is a really nice play as well. And then one more guy I want to hit on in this first segment here. It's Khalil Herber. I have him as my running back 10, which is about 20 spots higher (laughs) than consensus. And, you know, you don't even have Herber in your top 25. So I'm taking a leap of faith here with him. I I really like the matchup. A, the Packers defense allowed the fifth most yards per carry last year, ninth most fantasy points per game to the running back position. Uh, we saw David Montgomery, the starter for the running backs last or starting for the Bears last year, score over 15 fantasy points in both matchups against the Packers. This should be a heavy running game for both sides of the ball. Like I love Aaron Jones. I think AJ Dillon's a viable play. And I that means I also love the Bears side, right? With Justin Fields running and Khalil Herbert running. And I think DJ Moore can be an okay play as well. Um, but I, I can't. Herbert, I think, can put up 100 rushing yards and at least a touchdown in this game and be a top 10 running back. 
Yeah, I, the only reservation I have for Khalil Herbert, I really do like the matchup this week. I am not exactly sure it's going to play out between Donta Foreman and Roshan Johnson. Of course, Justin Fields being in the mix. Now, interesting thing about Herbert, he's an explosive change of pace back, but he's not necessarily the best receiver, and he's a liability in pass protection. So I'm a little bit worried if this game gets a little bit out of hand, the Packers defense playing well, that they'll pull him off the field because he's not going to give you a lot in that uh, passing game where they would like to keep uh, Justin Fields upright here. So that's my one concern with here. I, I think he has to get it early. I'll just say that. The Bears have to stay in the game. They're actually favored in this game, so that should help them. But I think the Packers are going to come out pretty well on defense. They're one of my underrated uh, defenses here to start in week one. Uh, they'll be a little bit better against the run. I think they know what's coming with Justin Fields, but the key for them is going to force him to put it up in the air a little bit more. So I, I do like Herbert. Again, I wish I could guarantee that he's going to see the big share of the carries here, but I think you'll see Foreman and Johnson annoyingly involved more than you would like here in week one. And I have Herbert, I have Madison on my team. So I'm going to navigate that to see where I want to go. But I think I'm leaning a little bit towards Madison just because of the volume is a little bit more guaranteed than Herbert, I think, in week one. So it's hard to know these guys. These are the middle guys. These are the zero RB type guys. And we were hoping for the best, and we're hoping that the committee doesn't uh, rear its ugly head here and that really hurt the upside of these guys. So we'll get into the second tier guys in the next segment here. Michelle, we have some good debates to talk about there, and then we'll uh, close looking at the quarterbacks, and uh, we have a little bit of a difference opinion on that. But this is uh, helping you make those tough decisions in your lineup. But before we do all that, uh, this episode of Locked on Fantasy Football is also brought to you by Harry's. Now, I can't say enough about Harry's. It's uh, my go-to razor here. I get it conveniently sent to me all the time here. It's uh, it, this cool, comfortable, I can always uh, be set with Harry's, and I don't have to worry about it. They're just going to send me all their products in the mail when I need them. I go to the website and uh, just make sure that I'm good to go on razors and cream and all that. So, it's a fantastic experience, and now you can get advantage of this because the starter set is a $13 value for just $3 at harrys.com slash NFL. includes a five-blade German-engineered razor, weighted handle, foaming shave gel, and a travel cover. It's all great for you. You can schedule delivery for refills as low as $2, half of what you pay for other blades. So fantastic. You can also get some great uh, creams, washes, and lotions that will keep skin healthy and hydrated uh, beyond the shave so every blade is uh, always uh, great uh, and sharp for you sleek ergonomic weighted handles that are going to feel good look great in your bathroom and give you precise control with each wipe so it's a great razor and a great products all the way around with harry's uh, highest customer satisfaction in the shaving industry that you'll find get your best shave ever this summer with harry's razors and skin care products get a 13 dollars starter set for just three dollars at harry's.com that's heritage.com slash NFL for a $3 starter set now. All right, Michelle, uh, we're going to look at uh, some guys that we're looking at beyond tier one here. Uh, for you to that, just a reminder on this network here, the Lockdown NFL Ultimate Season Preview is here. The seven-episode extravaganza brings you opinions, analysis, plenty of debate from all 32 of our Lockdown NFL Hosts with added insights from our national experts. The Can't Miss series right now, before the season kicks off, check every episode out right now on Lockdown NFL YouTube channel or wherever you get your podcasts. All right, Michelle, uh, we have a few disagreements here. One is on Rashad White in that same game featuring Alexander Madison. 
Yeah. So I think a lot of our RB2s, we have similar here where we're saying we're confident in starting them as an RB2, right? And maybe they have even higher upside. So that's Jameer Gibbs and Travis Etienne and Najee Harris and James Conner, like Miles Sanders. We're saying those are guys you can start this week and feel pretty good about it. But then we get down a little bit lower to where we're hitting the 20s here. And that's where you have Rashad White sitting at 20. I have him all the way down at 30 which I'm saying he can still be a possibly a flex play if you need him to be. I just am not as confident in him that he's going to put up running back two numbers as you are. Why do you feel good about White uh, in this matchup against the Vikings? Well, I think you look at the Vikings defense, it's just not the same. And you're probably looking at a scenario where Baker Mayfield is trailing in this game. I mean, we know the game script probably calls for some negativity. And you look at Rashad White, he's a good receiver. That's why they drafted him. That's why uh, Tom Brady kind of handpicked him to be in this offense. So that's still what his role is. And there's not a lot of pass-catching targets. I'm not sure that uh, Baker Mayfield's going to push the ball downfield to Mike Evans very much. I think it's a Chris Godwin shorter pass game here and a lot of checkdowns coming to Rashad White in the second half. So I really like him in PPR and half-point PPR formats. I don't think he's going to do necessarily a lot on the ground, but they're going to dump off, and I think the game script really – favors Rashad White this week and you might see it a lot of weeks and again they don't have Russell Gage they don't have a lot of targets beyond those two wide receivers figuring out Dot and those other guys so I think Rashad White is probably going to make a lot of his hay here in that aspect uh, catching passes maybe even more so in the end than uh, running straight up for a team that's going to be behind in a lot of games. Yeah, I would really just love to get to see this Buccaneers offense before plugging in any of these guys. Like if you took Chris Godwin, you most likely are just going to play him. It's a good matchup against the Vikings. It is. It's not a terrible one. They were better against the run and against the pass last year. But I just I don't know what this is going to look like with Baker Mayfield. He worries me a lot. And I also think if Sean Tucker is active and is involved, he could steal too many snaps. We'll see. Like, I just want to see how the whole thing works before I feel comfortable ranking him up. Another guy that we're both lower on, so we agree here, is Damian Pierce this week against the Ravens. I personally really like Damian Pierce for the season in fantasy, but like week one, it's really hard to stomach putting him into your lineup. Do you you agree with your rankings, but is it just because of the matchup or is it because you're just lower on Pierce? The funny thing is the Ravens defense is not the Ravens defense that we know. There's a few holes in it, but one of the holes is not their linebacker core in the inside here. And and also think of the game script. Again, you got to think about that. And we're going to bring that up a lot when we're looking at ranking players on top of the quality of the matchup is Damian Pierce is not a big pass catcher. He's okay in that capacity, but I think you'll see them exploit more the secondary of the Ravens. The Corners are not very good for the Ravens. They do have a very good safety in uh, Kyle Hamilton, and they've got uh, two guys there, Roquan Smith and Patrick Queen, are going to get after it. So I think you'll see some Tank Dell maybe in the middle of the field, and uh, and they'll have to maybe throw from behind here. Dalton Schultz uh, might have a little bit of a tough time here with uh, Hamilton on the other side. So I, I just think up the middle I'm not that interested in uh, these kind of close line players, so to speak. I think – Getting the ball downfield, C.J. Stroud, they're going to open up a little bit. So the Ravens pass rush, a little suspect. So I think all the game script says, whether they're behind or early in the game, they're going to have to throw a lot. And I think the Ravens will shut down the run and take that away early. Yeah, I'm not even sure if the Texans score a single touchdown in this game. I also think this could be a game they don't even put up 200 total yards as a team. Like C.J. Stroud having to go to Baltimore in his first ever start 
is going to be rough and it hasn't been a pretty preseason for him either. It's not like we've seen like this consistency and we're like, okay, maybe he can do it. I'm just worried about this whole offense and in, yeah. in this particular game, Pierce will have to be used a ton as a receiver to hold fantasy value. That's something I'll be looking out for, for the usage in that. Uh, but I would really like to sit him in week one, if possible, a, a guy I seem to be much higher on Raheem Moser against the chargers. Now, I have him as running back 25. I would be happy to push him up if needed. Like, I keep talking myself more and more into Raheem Mostert this week. You don't have him ranked as a top 25. I don't know if he's a little bit lower than that for you. Um, Maybe someone that you're considering starting. But I really love him against the Chargers this week. The Dolphins do have great weapons, right? But it's two guys. It's Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddle, and then really nothing else. So their next go-to play, it seems like it would be to run the ball, right? And Raheem Moser is pretty much the only healthy guy left there that they're going to trust. And we saw Moser have a lot of solid games last year, 11 games with more than 10 touches. He averaged over 13 fantasy points per game. In those matchups, five games with more than 15 touches, average 18 fantasy points per game in those games. The Chargers allowed the second most rushing yards to running backs last season. So I like the matchup. I like that. I I think he's going to, you know, get 15 touches in this game. And he's a very viable RB2. And I'm starting him over guys like Rashad White and Damian Pierce this week. Yeah, I'll I'll consider yeah Raheem Mostert there for sure if I'm stuck with those guys uh, potentially, but I think I definitely play White over him. I'm a little bit concerned that I think this is probably going to have the highest passing volume of any game this week. I think they're just going to go back and forth slinging it here. It's this is great if you have the quarterbacks here too, and Justin Herbert and the receivers. It's just going to be throwing a ton. So I'm not sure. If the game gets out of hand here for the Dolphins, that they don't have Jalen Ramsey, so that could be a problem here early. If they get behind, they're they're going to be fine. Raheem Mustard is not going to be involved that much in the passing game. They'll just take him out, and it'll be the Tyreek Hill, Jalen Waddle show. And I think Mike McDaniel would easily pivot to that. So, again, that's my concern here. I think there's a path for him to get 15 touches, but I'm hoping <laughs> they can stay in the game a little bit here. Because I think the Chargers, Kellen Moore, they're going to step on the gas here. And we'll get to uh, Justin Herbert, I think, in our last segment there. Yeah, we absolutely will. We have two more guys to talk about here real quick before we move on to our quarterback rankings. Uh, I just wanted to hit on Dalvin Cook and Brees Hall, the Jets. I mean, this is just these are two hard guys to rank like for the year and in week one, because we just don't know what the usage is going to be. They said they're going to take it slow with Brees Hall. I do have both of them ranked inside my top 24. I think you can start either of them as an RB2 this week. Obviously, I wouldn't want to start both if I happen to roster both. Like, I'm just choosing one. Uh, But you have both of them outside your top 25. So you don't feel good about starting either one this week. I do. I think this is going to be this. They have a really high over under in like on DraftKings for this game, but I think it's going to be a lower scoring game. I mean, divisional rivals, good defenses. I, I'm still happy to play Josh Allen and Aaron Rodgers if needed, but obviously Josh Allen, I'm saying if Aaron Rodgers, if needed, not Josh Allen, but I, I think Dalvin cook and Brees hall are going to get a good amount of carries, a good amount of touches. We know hall can take it to the house on any given touch. So I think he provides upside there. He is risky. He could, give you nothing but I think he provides enough upside to start him and then with Dalvin Cook I I do think he's the lead back here he gets the majority of the carries he gets the goal line work so I'm also okay starting Dalvin Cook uh, in this matchup as well 
Yeah, we're wearing red, and this is a game that screams red flags to me, where it is a double dose of, I don't know who's going to touch the ball more, Brees Hall or Dalvin Cook. I don't like the matchup at all. I mean, this is brutal for either side, I think. So this is why I don't get the point total necessarily in this game. They're two good defenses here early. They're stacked. They control a lot of things all over the field. There's good corners. There's decent pass rushes. So I don't know how these guys are going to get done when scoring a ton in this game. So I, I want to fade a lot of people in this one, definitely in DFS. But when looking at Dalvin Cook, Brees Hall, I hear Brees Hall is healthy. I hear he's not healthy. Dalvin Cook is healthier. What's going on here? I need to wait and see a little bit. Uh, again, if Dalvin Cook was not in this mix, I would say, fine. Reese Hall all the way because of the volume, but I just don't know in this game. Same thing with James Cook and Damian Harris. I mean, the game could just be Aaron Rodgers and Josh Allen trying to run around and manufacture plays here after things break down. So I, I'm not buying uh, this, especially in the matchup being so tough this week. Yeah, so uh, that was our running back rankings. I hope we helped you there. If you have any questions, feel free to hit us up. We're going to get into our quarterback rankings. I have two surprising quarterbacks ranked over Joe Burrow. I'm excited to talk about that one. But before that, we got to talk about the Game Time app. Buying tickets to your favorite events shouldn't be stressful. Game Time is the fast and easy way to buy tickets for all sports, music, comedy, theater near you. With killer deals on last-minute tickets and their best price guarantee, you can stop stressing over the tickets and start getting hyped for the fun you'll have. Listen, I, even if this wasn't a sponsor, I just love the game time app. They remind me of such a great time in my life. When I lived 10 minutes from the Steelers stadium, I would just wait like an hour before the game, jump on the app. I know I'm getting the cheapest tickets. I can see where I'm sitting. They're going to come straight to my app. It's super easy. And then I could just walk through the game. It was a blast. So it is truly the fastest growing ticketing app in the country for a reason. You get images of your seat before you buy. So you know exactly what to expect when you arrive. Buy tickets in a matter of seconds, two taps, and you are set. Tickets are sent directly to your phone so you never have to dig through your email. Snag the tickets without the stress with Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use Locked On NFL for $20 off your first purchase. Again, create an account and redeem Locked On NFL for $20 off. Terms do apply. Download Game Time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. All right, time to hop into our quarterback ranks for week one of fantasy no shocker here at the top that we have Patrick Mahomes and Jalen Hurts and uh Lamar Jackson and Josh Allen like Justin Fields those are some of our top five running backs right you, you drafted them you're playing them and then also Justin Herbert I will say though I have Herbert as my quarterback too behind Patrick Mahomes which if Kelsey doesn't play Herbert may jump up there you have Herbert down at six. You're still saying to start him, but I'm much more confident. You were just talking up this matchup like crazy. Why is Herbert six instead of ahead uh, of Lamar or Hertz or Allen? Well, I think, again, those guys have – I mean, Lamar Jackson, we know the matchup is fantastic against the Texans, and he could do whatever he wants probably against that, against that defense. So he's there. Mahomes, I might have to reconsider sliding down Mahomes, but I think Jalen Hurts and Josh Allen, they're going to have to pass and run to get their teams moving because I think just – the traditional running game is not going to be there. Justin Fields is Justin Fields. He has that high floor. So I think all these guys can have big weeks. And that's why Justin Herbert is down at six. I, I don't think I'm slighting him. I just think that there's potential that the numbers are up. And again, sometimes I'll base it on how we drafted. And this is how we look at it. And I, I think this is a little bit higher than I would normally have uh, 
some of the guys this week. I mean, I think it would not be surprising if we see Jalen or looking at Justin Herbert, I should say, up there with Jalen Hurts and Patrick Mahomes more regularly than Josh Allen even. So we'll see how this plays out. But again, I think that's a pretty high rank. It says start him and you're going to get a big game from him this week, no matter how you slice it. But I'm interested. You have a couple guys as well higher than Joe Burrow. We both have buried Joe Burrow a little bit. I have him at number eight. You have him at number 10. In between, you've got Geno Smith, Dak Prescott, and Sam Howell. Well, I've got Trevor Lawrence there ahead of Joe Burrow. So explain yourself, Michelle, on that one. Yeah, I mean, I think we we talked about Joe Burrow a bit in yesterday's episode. I, I'm i worried about him coming off the injury, his mobility, the Bengals defense aligned to be able to create pressure. In the last three games against the Browns, they held him to a very, you know, not good fantasy day. A couple of very meh days and one really bad day over his last three games against them. So I do just think they know how to play against Burrow and with the injury that just scares me off a bit. Obviously, if you drafted him, you probably are still going to play him. I just don't think he's going to have a huge week. And I have Sam Howell at quarterback nine and Geno Smith at quarterback seven. So two guys I'm considering, you know, maybe if they're on your waivers or on your bench, considering starting them this week uh, with Geno Smith. Listen, he was a quarterback five last year and he has an absolute amazing matchup. I don't think I can overstate just how juicy of a matchup he has against the Rams this week. A, he led the league in downfield passing touchdowns last year, right? Geno Smith did. The Rams allowed 10 scrimmage touchdowns of 30-plus yards last season, tied for the second most in the NFL. And then they went and lost eight defensive starters, four from the secondary from last year. Of the 25 current defenders on their roster, on the Rams roster, only five of them have started 10-plus games in the NFL. 16 of the 25 have started fewer than two games. So zero or one starts. 16 of their 25 roster defenders. This team is so incredibly inexperienced. I don't know how they're going to stop DK Metcalf and Tyler Lockett and Jackson Smith the Jigba. I'm going to have at least Metcalf and Lockett ranked super high. So in that case, I really love Geno Smith this week. And with Sam Howell, he just also has an amazing matchup to start the year. I'm super high on him. I've talked about him all year long. And he gets the Cardinals, who allowed the second or led the highest opponent completion percentage and second most passing touchdowns last year. They also lost a ton of pieces on defense, including their like top three pass rushers this year. So I, I also think Sam Howell is a really good play uh, in week one. Yeah, my only concern actually with those two guys and my guy Trevor Lawrence is these games getting out of hand and just no competition right on the other side. Sometimes you want that competition like in the Tua-Justin Herbert situation where they're going back and forth and slinging. I'm not sure you're going to get a fight from Matthew Stafford without Cooper Cup, and I'm not sure you're going to get much from whoever the Cardinals start a quarterback. So that's my concern. But I will say this, Michelle, same thing with Trevor Lawrence. I think they have a higher floor this week than Joe Burrow. Joe Burrow always has a high ceiling, but I think these guys could get our 250-2, get out of here. We're confident. We have an easy, good start, right? Sometimes you'll take that. but Sometimes it's not that exciting, so – when you look at uh, these teams that are just handing the ball off here. But overall, I think uh, just weighing this, again, you want a little bit of resistance. That's what I call it, where you want the other team to put up a little bit if you want those really big games. But if you want a solid game, I think you would go 
in that direction. And I think that's how I feel about Trevor Lawrence this week. I think these guys are all fine plays, definitely. And uh, one guy we're both uh, out on this week. Um, I'll quickly get into the other side of this matchup with Dak Prescott. I have him at 10. You have him at 8. Not much deviation. I'm not a fan of this matchup at all, really, for either quarterback. Daniel Jones on the other side, I think the, these defenses are pretty darn good. It's a primetime game, again, division rivalry game, just like the Jets-Bills game. I don't know if you're going to have the premium points here, right? So that's why I slid Dak a little bit lower this week, and I have Tua higher than him. But Daniel Jones, absolutely brutal. It, just not a lot of points against his defense last year. He's going to be a little bit uh, running dependent for his numbers, and I don't want to go there. I want to see what we get. I really do like Darren Waller in this game, but I'm not sure a lot of other things are going to work well for the Giants. Yeah, I, I like Dak Prescott this week. I have him at quarterback eight. I think he's going to be a fine play. I'm not worried about the Giants defense at all. But with Daniel Jones, such a tough matchup for him in week one. He was held to 14 and 13.7 fantasy points in his two matchups against the Cowboys last year. And that was even with him having 79 rushing yards in one of those games. He had 79 rushing yards and still only scored 14 fantasy points. That is nearly impossible to do for a quarterback. So very good job, Daniel Jones. But the Cowboys are just a really good defense. They allowed 17-plus fantasy points in just five games last year to opposing quarterbacks. And then they traded for all-pro cornerback Stephon Gilmore to make their secondary even better. So there's just no way I feel comfortable starting Daniel Jones this week. I'd much rather pick up and start Sam Howell than risking it with Daniel Jones in this tough matchup. Yeah, um, definitely. I think that's the way to go this week. You just don't force guys in the lineup that there's tougher matchups. And you should have a lot of alternatives unless you're in super flex and you're locked in pretty much with the two quarterbacks you drafted. If you're in a single quarterback league, you should have options. And Michelle, is it fair to say that you can always pivot? Do you say I'm starting a certain number of guys every single week or are there guys that okay, I have a high upside backup. Uh, for example, in one league, I do have Sam Howell or Jordan Love this week. Do I consider those guys as much, or do you kind of just play it with, uh, if you draft one of those elite guys, that you play them no matter what each week? Yeah, if you have the Mahomes, Jackson, Hurts, Allen, Fields, Herbert, like you took them early, and you're, or Burrow even, right? You took them early, you're playing them. Like you spent that draft capital on that quarterback. You're playing them every week until they show you like, okay, I cannot play this guy. Right. If, I mean, if they end up stinking all year long, you have to sooner or later move on, but you, you start your studs. That's what you do. Yeah. And don't get too cute in week one. And that's what we're going to yeah. follow through with our wide receiver and tight ends as well. I mean, go for someone who's going to touch the ball, you know, talented, you know, where the path to points are and that's how we're going to do it. And then we'll, we'll have a complete breakdown just like this for wide receivers and tight ends. So good conversation for sure. It's good to analyze uh, why we have certain guys up and down each week, and we'll do that for you in the middle of every week here during the regular season. Uh, thanks again for making Locked On Fantasy Football your first listen every day, every day. Again, we get our back half of the rankings analysis for you tomorrow. Then we'll look a little bit ahead to uh, DFS there on Friday as well. So a lot of good stuff coming on the show. We're Locked On Fantasy Football, your destination to become the smartest fantasy football player in your league. For Locked On Fantasy Football, this has been Vinny Iyer. And I'm Michelle Majuk. Bye, y'all.